1: Laziness is easier to fix than like incompetence. I write and I write and I write, and I'll even be excited about things sometimes in the morning. And then I'll go to work, and then I'll like open the like Google Doc I was writing on at like 3 p.m. and I'll be like, "What is this?"
0: That's Cameron, and clearly he's been feeling well a little less than positive about himself.
2: Yeah, it's true, but it's okay. Because we are here to help. I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And for the past few years, we have lived by the rules of more than 50 self-help books while making our other show by the book. And in the process, I think we have learned a thing or two.
0: Whether the advice is malarkey. And it often is. Or actually helpful. We've realized that it all boils down to one
2: key idea. It is not about figuring out what you're doing wrong and fixing it. It's more about seeing yourself in a new light. You are enough. Yes, you are. And we are ready to share what we know with some of you. Each week, we'll help a different
0: listener tackle a predicament in their life. We'll prescribe a set of self-love steps and help them as they follow our advice for two weeks.
2: Now. We aren't actually doctors. No, no, we're not. Mm -mm. And sometimes our guests won't even jive with our advice, but that is okay. They're allowed to have opinions and question us all along the way because at the end of the day, we are not trying to get them to give up who they are for us.
0: Oh no, not at all. In fact, our goal is the complete opposite. We want to help them get reacquainted with the fabulous person we all see
2: because we love you. And so can you. Okay, so let's get back to Cameron.
1: Hi, I'm Cameron. I'm 28 years old. I am originally from Boise, Idaho, but I've lived in Brooklyn, New York for the past four years or so. I am a podcast producer by day. I also sometimes do stand-up comedy at night, though I haven't been doing it much lately. Uh, So I'm trying to see if Kristen and Jolenta can help me get back out there.
0: If he sounds familiar, that's probably because he's Cameron Drews, who used to produce our other podcast, By the Book. One of the things we loved about working with Cameron was his sense of humor, and not just in the office, but he would perform
2: at gigs and at open mics. That is so true. And, you know, being a stand-up myself, I really bonded with Cameron over comedy. Mm-hmm. It's It's surprising to hear that he's let it fall by the wayside. So we want to get some more info on this. Let's listen to this nomination tape that Cameron's girlfriend Amanda sent us.
3: I'm Amanda. I've dated Cameron for about a year now. And um, it's been going pretty well. I guess I nominated Cameron for this because I think Cameron has the capacity to like embrace the confidence that he already has. He just doesn't. And I think that if given even just a forceful push toward it. I think he benefits from that.
2: Oh, I think we can provide that forceful push. But first, we need to figure out what exactly is going on here. So we decided to sit down with Amanda and Cameron and talk it out. I feel yeah, like I, I, I again, yeah, you see? You move this way. Go here, go what so if we? <laughs> it was a Sunday afternoon. The sun was shining. We had coffee and donuts. And once everyone got settled down, we got to the heart of it.
0: So, Cameron, when is the last time you did stand up?
1: Interestingly, it was maybe like a week before I met Amanda.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I did an open mic. I it was sort of like a last straw situation where I was just so unhappy with the things I had been working on. And I didn't intend to stop, but I just was frustrated with that experience. Mm-hmm. And then said to myself, like, I'm not going to do this again until I write something that I'm really excited about. And months went by. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm still in that rut, kind of. So
0: the biggest obstacle right now and for the last year, it's really been just about the writing process.
1: I'm not one of those people who struggles to find the discipline to write. I can always sit down and write. I can always motivate myself. That's super
2: interesting. That's really rare. Especially for people who write jokes. I feel like that's very
1: rare. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a morning person and I'm, and I, it's really easy for me to be productive before work or whatever. Um, But that makes it even more frustrating in a way because I feel like laziness is easier to fix than like incompetence. I write and I write and I write and I'll even be excited about things sometimes in the morning, and then I'll go to work and then I'll like Mm -hmm. open the like Google Doc I was writing on at like three p.m. and I'll be like, "What is this? What like like this isn't good. This is nothing."
0: Amanda, how do you feel when? Um, Cameron refers to himself as incompetent.
3: Not great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: No. I noticed a little flicker across your face.
3: <laughs> well, sometimes I do a thing where I make a buzzer noise when he's doing something that's like a like a sort of like a negative putting myself self deprecating self deprecating thing that's like not necessary. So I just make a, eh, which has oh, been that's amazing. Yeah, and it's really it's it's, yeah, it's, it's something really to hear it's someone effective. say that to you. It's very effective.
2: And what like what would your ideal situation be? In like Cameron's dream comedy life. Um
1: I try not to state goals out loud because I, I worry you. that I will like mm-hmm. jinx them. Um but I would be super happy if I was doing stand up even a couple of times a week and felt that it was um That it was cathartic. Mm -hmm. A lot of people describe their stand-up as cathartic and they feel like it's a good creative outlet um, to sort of relieve stress and get them talking about stuff. And I've only felt that way a couple of times with comedy. And I like to have something outside of work that I'm in total control of. And that's the fun thing about stand-up is it's so singular. You don't rely on anyone. You don't have to get a band together. You don't have to rely on anyone's schedule. You can do it whenever you want, especially in New York City. So I would like to be confident enough to to be exercising that more.
3: I think it's almost like a weird cycle of like you're not
0: Okay, creating- so we talked to Cameron and Amanda for more than an hour. How could we not? They are so sweet. I cannot get over how sweet they are. They are so sweet. And obviously we're biased because we know and we love Cameron, but it's a little bit heartbreaking though too to
2: know that he... Has so many doubts. Sounds like he's like mean to himself.
0: Yeah, like how many times do you think he put himself down just that one hour
2: when we were sitting in your apartment? Oh, so many times. He put himself down so much our producer Lindsay made a montage of it.
1: Uh feeling like I'm not good enough at it, or my ideas aren't good enough, or like there's something about my nature or my temperament or something that is just like not right for this. I've probably blocked all of those times out of yep. my mind because I don't <laughs> congratulate myself for things.
3: Ah, <laughs> interesting.
1: Feelings of inadequacy mostly, but that also makes me feel worse too sometimes where it when I think of it that way where I'm just like I'm I'm not I'm not a fun person.
0: Oh, Cameron. All of this negative self-talk is going to be a big blockage we need to take care of.
2: Kristen, I already see you thinking of how you're going to start reciting more affirmations with Cameron. Oh, you know me. Everyone could use a little more positive self-talk. Especially Cameron. You know, he is so smart and so talented, but the fact that he doesn't see this is uh, really holding him back.
0: Now, one thing, though, I was very impressed by was I had no idea that he still wrote most days. Me either. That is incredible because for a lot of comedians, it's a the lot writing. of creators, period,
2: that's the part they're not doing. Totally. But he's like writing in the mornings and then being like, ah, this is garbage. I'm not going to do anything with it later on. And that's where the problem is.
0: All right. Well, I think we have everything we need to put together this prescription. Should we call Cameron up and give it to
2: him? Yes, let's do it. We're going to blow his little Cameron mind.
1: This is Cameron.
0: Hey, Cameron. Hi. Guess who?
1: Hey, it sounds like Kristen and Jolenta.
0: Yes! yes! So, Cameron, Jolenta and I have been talking over everything since we met with you during our consultation, mm-hmm. and we've come up with a prescription for you. Now, as you know, your experiment with us will last for two weeks, and we're going to start off by giving you your prescription for week one. You ready for this?
4: Uh,
2: Yeah,
1: I'm scared but ready.
2: Good. Step one is acknowledge your blockages and tell them bye. Your blockages are those negative things you say to yourself. We made a list of them for you.
0: A long list.
2: Here it is. Feeling inadequate. Worried your natural observational abilities are too limited for you to be a naturally great comedian. You don't believe you deserve compliments. You are dedicated to writing jokes, but often when you go back and look at what you wrote later on, you think everything is dumb. And you haven't performed in almost a year. Take that list and rewrite all those blockages into positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. Then... Put them in a prominent place and read them aloud to yourself. Okay, step two
0: see it, be it. Make a list of why you like comedy and what you envision yourself being and doing on stage. If you're a visual person, you can make a collage of images. Then make sure you display it in a place where you'll see it throughout the day.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, step three work your muscles. We need you to stop deciding your jokes are bad before you even put them out there, Cameron, because at some point jokes have to live out in the world on their own and audiences get to decide if they're bad or if they're good. So go through the material you've already written and see if you notice any common themes and then further explore those themes in new jokes that you write. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Step four, exposure therapy. We're going to force you to go see some comedy, Cam. We want you to analyze comedy from the audience like you would a movie or a piece of literature. Then write down three things you noticed, either things that totally worked or things that didn't.
2: That is your prescription for week one, Cameron. And remember, you can call us for help anytime you need. So, Cam, how are you feeling?
1: I think that feels pretty achievable, um, especially at first, uh, the, you know, just kind of shifting my thinking. I think that's an important first step and something that isn't too scary. I am nervous about going through all of my writing and extracting themes and stuff. I'm just worried that I'll still think it's all bad, but (laughs) hopefully, hopefully the first part of changing my thinking will, Uh, give myself sort of a better attitude for when I'm going back through the writing.
2: I hope that is the case.
0: We hope so. And remember that we're cheering for you through this whole thing. If you ever need us during this week, definitely call on us. You know how to get in touch with us. And we're here for you.
1: That's, That's very helpful. Thank you so much.
0: Kristen, do you think Cameron's ready for the next couple weeks? I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit tough. If he has such a hard time reading through jokes he's written just a few hours before, I'm a little worried about what he's going to do when he has to do a deep dive into his writing.
2: Right. And, you know, like, I totally know what he's going through. I have a running list of jokes uh, and a document on my computer that are considered failures, that, like, haunt me forever. But I also use a lot of those bad jokes as the seeds for jokes that end up working out you know they just need water and so I hope that Cameron can maybe come to see his writing this way.
0: Well we'll find out soon. Coming up we hear how Cameron's first week went living by our prescription.
2: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem.
3: Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
2: We are back with We Love You and So Can You. And it's time to find out how Cameron's first week is going, living by our advice. So reminder, Cameron had four steps to follow. And Jolenta,
0: I bet you're excited to hear about Cameron's vision board step, a.k.a. see it, be
2: it. Oh, yes, you know I love a vision board. I am very curious to hear what Cameron put on his. He recorded an audio diary with Amanda about it. Let's
1: listen. And these are all of my photos oh my. that relate to uh, what? My, what I like about comedy uh-huh. and my hopes and dreams and well, things that I want to achieve. Uh-huh. So we'll I just go through questions. them one okay. by one. Yep. Oh, you have questions? Should I allow no, no, questions No, 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 please. I
3: would rather take the tour first and then save questions. Okay. questions for you. end. Hold
1: for questions. Yep. This I have a lady with a spider on her face. Yeah, I was because that's about that what one. came up when I googled exposure therapy. Because oh God,
3: you don't like spiders. <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't like spiders. But also, I don't like being nervous. And comedy is a way for mm-hmm. me to face my fears in that way. And of I think spiders. it's a productive exercise. Yeah, Comedy's it helps me get over my fear of spiders.
3: Spiders, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, we have Ryan Gosling That's clapping. That's what I was wondering
3: about. I was like, "That's a I respect that, that I, move."
1: I just googled applause because oh. it, it's very, and I thought it would be it would feel really good to have Ryan Gosling applauding. I was going to say a, you're a seeking Ryan Gosling's
3: be. approval. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that would feel really good. It's
3: at an award show too, so presumably. Like, yeah, so maybe I Are have I the have the
1: succeeded show? so much that I am presenting an award or yeah. or receiving an award rather. Cut
2: to Ryan Gosling,
1: and he's right. proud of me.
2: So, I am not sure how I feel about the spiders, but that was freaking adorable. I love that Cameron shared that with Amanda and. I think it's really going to help him define what he gets out of his comedy and what it will take to make him feel successful. You know, I am sure if Ryan Gosling knew you, Cameron, he would applaud you so hard. Oh, he definitely would. He he would applaud so hard in that
0: in Ryan Gosling. such a cute way. Very handsome, asymmetrical mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. But don't you take the easy way out.
0: All right. Enough wearing costly. So he started the week off strong.
2: But apparently that was short lived.
0: Yes. A few days later, I heard he was having a tough time with another step, acknowledging his blockages and telling them bye bye, AKA affirmations. And so I gave him a call.
4: Cameron, how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm okay, but you're having some challenges with the affirmations?
1: I did rewrite those bullet points you sent me to make them into affirmations. I found that it was easy to write them, and uh, it it felt good to write them, but now I'm nervous to say them out loud. I think that's, like, a bigger challenge.
0: Mm, Yeah. Now, I think this is something that lots of people struggle with. If you're not deep into the world of self-help, and even if you are, it can feel really silly to say nice things about yourself out loud. And it shouldn't be this way. Think of how frequently we put ourselves down, either in our thoughts or when we're talking to
2: someone else. Yeah, totally. It's a script that we can get so used to following over and over again. It's hard to get out of it without some help. And who better to help than one Miss Kristen Meinzer, the queen Of positivity. Oh, Jolanta, you're so sweet. Thank you. It's (laughs) just true. So when I was talking with him, I did
0: a few things to help him along with it. And first, I encouraged him to be active while he does his affirmations. I found that it's super helpful to move around when I say affirmations. It makes it feel a little less intense and serious. But also, studies show that you absorb information better when you're moving your body. Oh, that's so interesting.
2: What a good pointer to give Cameron then.
0: Yes. Well, thank you very much. I also gave Cameron a new way to think about what he's saying when he recites these affirmations. And I feel a little guilty, but I hit him with a hard truth. Ooh. Say to yourself what you would say to anyone you love. What would you say to Amanda? What would you say to your mom or anybody else that you love? You would never say to them, you're inadequate. You would never say to them, you don't deserve compliments. And that would be really hurtful if you said that to anybody you love,
1: right?
4: Yeah, that would be extremely rude and ill-advised.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and you deserve at least as much as you would give to Amanda or your mom or anybody else in the world, don't you? I suppose,
4: yeah. You do, you do.
2: Kristen, that is some tough love, but... It is a really good reminder. I hope that Cameron thinks about that one for a while. I know I sure will.
0: I hope you do. So after all that, Cameron was ready to give his affirmations another go.
1: Okay. I rewrote, I rewrote my bullet points. And I'm going to read them out loud. And I'm taking Kristen's advice of moving slightly while I do it. I don't know if it makes me feel less silly or more silly. The jury is still out on that. Um, Here we go, I I wrote five of them. Uh, Number one, I am talented and capable. Number two, my observations are smart and funny. Number three, I'm thankful to get compliments, and I believe those compliments are earned. Number four, every day I'll write jokes, and I won't disparage my writing. I will see the potential in it. Number five, I'll start doing comedy again soon, and it'll be fun and fulfilling. Okay, that felt pretty good.
0: Woohoo! Go Cameron! Did you hear his voice changing near the end of that? I think all that moving around really
2: helped. What do you think? So good, right? I mean, it is great, Kristen. But do you think maybe you just want him to be sounding more confident? You know, I don't think confidence can be achieved after just one session of affirmations, even if you're running a marathon while you're saying it. You're right.
0: I'm not going to deny it. Cameron probably hasn't totally rewired his whole self-talk yet, but at least he's taking that first step. Or maybe even running his first mile. I'll give you that. That's true. Okay. The next step Cameron completed for week one was getting out and seeing a
1: comedy show. Um, I saw a lot of kind of good off-the-cuff riffing from both hosts and comics. It's always cool to kind of like see people be effortlessly funny and do things that are off the top of their head and not rehearsed. The Times that I've been able to do that with stand up. It's been really fun. And it's crazy when you, you know, work really, really hard on bits that don't work very well. And then spur of the moment, you come up with something that gets lots of laughs without really trying. That's always cool. Um, There's a certain comfort level that you need to achieve to have that. And I saw a lot of that at this show.
2: Oh, very interesting. You know, that's, that is something that is such a skill, being able to do crowd work or just like stop in the middle of material and sort of acknowledge what's actually happening in the moment. You know, I, I don't usually do that. It is very hard and takes like very quick thinking in the moment. I tend to stay pretty married to the jokes I plan. And even if they're bombing, I'm going to like see it through to the end <laughs> to make sure it bombs all the way through. And I'll just like take that note later. But I rarely will stop and be like, this is bombing. Where are you from? Like, let's change <laughs> the subject. Like, I'll just plow through. So it's, it's definitely something to admire. Like, it is a true skill. Oh,
0: yeah, it totally is. Because that's not just following your script, that's actually going with the flow regardless
2: of what the flow is. Yeah, totally. So I wonder if, if seeing all those comics and their flow inspired Cameron to go home and, and get to writing and making some new material. Wow.
0: Well, I sure hope so, because that was the last step for week one. Let's give Cameron a call to see how that went.
2: Cam! Cameron? Hello. Yay, Hey oh, okay. Cameron! <laughs> All right, Cameron, how's it going? How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling pretty good, you know? Yeah? Um, I was worried the most about going through my writing and finding oh. themes because I was very concerned that I would hate all of it. Oh. And It turns out I have too much writing to hate all of it. There was like...
4: That's
2: amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. You're too (laughs) prolific, Cameron.
1: And I didn't even go through all of my writing. I chose one Google Doc that was like 73 pages long for the past year or so.
0: Some people, it takes years and years to write that much, Cameron. That makes me so happy. (laughs)
2: Have you noticed anything changing about how you feel about your writing in general?
1: One thing that definitely has changed, I think, is my mindset. Like I've been writing in the mornings and if I'm not thrilled about something I wrote down, I'm less likely to beat myself up about it or I have more oh. confidence in this as like a long game.
2: Oh great. Where, like, oh wow. Cameron, that's I'm amazing.
1: Gonna, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sort of satisfied to build things little by little, and even if I'm not thrilled when I close my notebook, I know that maybe in, like, maybe whatever I wrote down, I will see again in six months, and I'll be like, oh, you know what? There, There is something there.
0: Cameron, this is incredible. This is way more than we expected to happen in just one week.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, let's... Let's not get too excited because I think there's a chance. (laughs) I'm very excited. (laughs) I think there's a chance that once I, you know, this like it's possible that the things that I think are good ideas now won't play out so well if I try them on stage and then I'll be back to my old negative thinking.
2: But let's cherish
1: this moment while it's here.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Good call. Good call. (laughs) I love it. Well, Cameron, now that your week one is over, Are you ready to embark on your week two prescription?
1: I am. Let's do it.
2: Step five is role reversal. There are so many fantastic comedians who've been where you are right now, Cameron. So we'll give you a list of new role models. Watch some of their sets, read an interview they've done, listen to a podcast episode they've guested on. Use all of this to reframe where you are right now and what you feel like you should be doing. Step six,
0: find your people. You may love comedy because it's a solitary experience, Cam, but it's helpful to have others to keep you accountable, bounce ideas off of, or even just vent to. So in this step, you're going to create your own comedy club. Find a buddy, reach out to that buddy, get together.
1: Oh, that's terrifying, but okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's
1: very scary, by far the scariest one because it relies on me interacting with other people, but okay.
2: You got this. You can can, do it. I, I see you interacting with people right now, Cameron, and you're not failing. Cam, totally not failing. Okay. Step seven, put yourself out there small. Find a way to put yourself out there on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter. Get into the habit of posting a joke you've written and letting the people of the internet read it. This account is something you can be held accountable to. Get it? An account to be accountable to? (laughs) That's rich. That's why you're a comedian. That's
0: why you're a comedian. That's all for
2: you, Kristen.
1: Uh, That's extremely scary.
0: It is, but (laughs) you can do it all in your pajamas, Cameron. Unlike in step eight, which I'm going to tell you about now, put yourself out there big. For this step, you're going to get on stage. Book a show or just put your name in the hat at an open mic. And remember, this one show is not going to make or break your career. It will, however, give you a chance to develop your skills and put all that writing that you worked so hard on out into the world. You're gonna rip the band aid off and we're gonna be cheering
1: for you. Okay. I, I can I can do that one. That seems <laughs> that seems doable.
0: Yeah. That's- well, we're going to be here to help you the whole way. And we know a lot of this is scary. And if it weren't scary, you wouldn't have to come to us in the first place. But remember, we're here for you.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, that helps. It, it really does.
0: Whoa, Jolenta, I'm really surprised that Cameron's so worried about finding a comedy buddy, but he isn't as nervous about going on stage? Is mm-hmm. it just me, or is that, like, really surprising?
2: Oh, no. I, like, fully understand this. I feel the exact same way. Like, stand-up is is not as intimate as one-on-one interactions. Mm. And in stand-up, rejection is just silence, not someone saying, like, no, I don't want to <laughs> hang out with you. You know, it's a lot more personal. It's like getting, like, really targeted micro-feedback on your personality instead of a joke. Mm. Um So it can be hard to put yourself out there, even though on paper it looks like you put yourself out there all the time.
0: So do you think he's actually going to follow through on that step, or do you think he's going to maybe try to weasel his way out of it?
2: I feel like it could really go either way, and I guess we just have to wait until after this next break to find out what happens. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
0: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu capella university is accredited by the higher learning commission learn more at capella.edu accreditation
2: we're back and it's time to see how cameron's week two went the week started off when cameron
0: tried step seven that's putting yourself out there small
2: Yes, and Cameron had this great idea. He put together a little Twitter challenge for himself. Now, he doesn't usually tweet all that often, and it turns out he also deletes a lot of his tweets if he decides they aren't as funny as he likes.
0: Oh, Cameron. Well, I'm glad he's trying to break himself of that habit. Let's hear how it went for him.
1: So I tweeted something yesterday that was kind of okay, didn't do great, but I didn't delete it. Today sort of same thing, though a couple hours in I got a gchat from Amanda that said my tweet had a typo in it, which I know it doesn't seem like a big deal and no one cares, but it caused me so much anxiety. Like, the tweet to begin with was sort of funny, not great, but the fact that there was also a typo in it that I didn't even realize just makes it it's like such a failure in my mind, and I know it's not a big deal, but it has caused me a lot of anxiety. It's one that I normally would have just deleted, but I'm letting it sit out there because I have to be okay with, <laughs> with jokes failing. You know, you got to try stuff. I know that since I'm building up to doing comedy on stage again, I have to be uncomfortable with things failing and moving on and not letting it get to me. If a joke bombs on stage, you just got to move on to the next joke. But I have to say, I'm not happy about this tweet and this typo.
2: You know, I got to say, I am scrolling through his Twitter feed right now, and I see zero typos. But I am a horrible speller. But I just would like to say it's not noticeable. I don't
0: see any typos either. I really don't. And I didn't think, by the way, the stuff would be that hard. No. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. Just kidding.
2: But, you know, I'm glad he stuck with it, and it seems like it started to get a little easier for him as the week went on. You know, he started to grasp that the stakes aren't that high, and a subpar tweet is not the end of the world.
1: It did get easier as the days went on, like Monday and Tuesday it was really rough um by wednesday i I think I was better at just like posting things, and even if I wasn't sure about it i could I could more easily um just kind of ignore it, <laughs> yeah, and like go back to my work and And forget that I had tweeted.
0: With that step down, let's check out Cameron's next step, finding your people. He decided to reach out to a friend of his named Sam.
1: Uh, So I'm emailing him. My email says, hello. I'm sure you're very busy with family ghost stuff. Family ghost is Sam's podcast. Um, I'm sure you're very busy with family ghost stuff. But would you want to get a drink someday soon? It's been a while. Also, I've been working more on stand-up lately, and I think it might be helpful to talk to another creative performer person about the challenges, fears, and frustrations involved with that. It can even be something we do regularly if you are up for it. Anyway, I hope things are good. Cameron. Hopefully that will work. I am going to click send. The subject line is drink in chat? question mark I used a playful N in place of the word and, because that's fun. Okay. Clicking send.
2: I love that. I would click on that email with that subject line and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hang out with Cameron. I love him. Uh, But I am so curious to hear if Sam replied. Oh, God. I don't know what I would do
0: if I sent an email with a super cute, playful subject line, and then the person didn't respond.
2: Oh, like that's the thing my nightmares are made of. Like, A, you're rejecting me, and B, you're rejecting all of the thought I put into the subject? It it would be too much. Plus, this is the step that Cameron is most nervous about, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Remember how he
0: groaned when we told him to do this step?
1: Oh, that's terrifying.
2: Okay, the suspense is
0: killing me. Let's give Cameron a call to see if Sam was down to meet up.
1: Hello?
2: Cameron, we just listened to your audio diary where you emailed Sam, and we need to know. did he respond? Did he ghost you? What, what happened? happened? tell
1: us so i I met up with him and talked for like a couple of hours Ooh. um and we're we definitely plan to like hang out again and talk <gasps> more about it. He even said like Yay. he might be interested in trying stand up at some point or oh. like we we definitely like. Um, have more to discuss and I hope we meet up, um, more regularly. Also by random chance, when I did go to the open mic, I did see like before when I was struggling to think of people that I really like, Mm -hmm. um, who I would maybe want to hang out with and talk more about, like writing and performing. I actually ran into a couple of people at the open mic who I was like, oh, wait, I actually really like these people. Oh,
4: God. Uh, Yay. Yay. And
1: I've even thought about maybe, yeah, reaching out to one of them in the future. I don't
0: know. That's awesome. And Cam, while we have you here, how was the role reversal stuff? That was the one where we gave you a list of new comedian role models to watch.
2: Yes, we want to hear all about it. How was that?
1: Um, you suggested Stephen Colbert, Maria Bamford, Jacqueline Novak, Joan Rivers. I, I watched material from like all of them. They're all great. One like clip that stood out to me was um, it's actually two of the people combined. It was Maria Bamford uh, appearing as a guest on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And they were really talking about um, sort of, like, serious mental health issues. And Maria Bamford was talking about these, like, negative thoughts that she has. Mm. And the way she was able to turn this, like, really, really dark stuff into a joke was so funny. I thought, who is this person with these extraordinary voices? This deeply troubled person with extraordinary voices. (laughs)
4: Listen, Stephen, a lot of people don't think that... uh... I'm this confident woman inside. No, I have those voices because this one is so uh, less than what I'd hoped for.
1: In that guest appearance, Stephen Colbert told Maria Bamford that she's like one of his favorite comedians, which I thought was really heartwarming, too.
2: Oh, I love Maria Bamford. I am so glad you found that interview, Cameron, and that you got some inspiration from it. She is so good. Oh, hilarious. But,
0: Cam. We need to know. Mm-hmm. It is the moment of truth, the main event, bum, bum, bah, your final step, which you
2: did last night. Tell us about getting up on stage. How did it go?
1: Yeah. Um, I was just so nervous yesterday, and I got to Amanda's uh, apartment before we went to the show and she was just like your energy is like freaking me out right now like i was like my nerves were like filling up a room just like my body language and my i was just like freaked out um by the time i actually got to the place i was not nearly as nervous and even when i was on stage i was not that nervous Hey, how are we doing, everybody? Uh, cool. I don't know. I thought it was going to feel like doing it for the first time mm-hmm. again, and it didn't. It was like, right. even, even like once I was in the room, I was like, it's still scary, but it's familiar scary, and I've been through this dozens of times.
0: Good, good, the, good.
1: The, the set itself was, by one measurement, a horrible failure and by another measurement maybe not a horrible failure i have i've have mixed feelings uh-huh. i did have fun performing it it was like enjoyable i was like fairly relaxed i got some laughs but i never got any laughs based on like written jokes that i prepared like i tried jokes that i've never done before they all failed pretty hard
2: What's your definition of fail? Just they didn't land and you didn't get, like, a huge, uproarious laughter?
1: Right. Like, like almost no laughter each time mm-hmm. or, like, small amounts of laughter. And I got laughs from sort of, like, commenting on how it's not going well, or, like, I don't know, I don't remember a lot of what I said, but there were definitely moments where the whole room laughed, and I know they just didn't have anything to do with the jokes I had written. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> People apologize during comedy, right? That's... <laughs> I'm polite. It was still fun, and it, it's good to know that I... You know, if the goal is to make the room laugh, I did that maybe twice or something in the three minute set. I uh the brand of peanut butter I buy this is gonna be so bad. The brand <laughs> of peanut Buckle <butter laughs> <laughs> up. The brand of peanut butter I buy has ha changed its logo recently. <laughs> it's taking some getting used to. Uh but it had it has that logo or it has that label that says, um, new look, same great taste, uh, which is reassuring. Uh, I think it would be alarming if they were like, new look, new weird taste.
4: (laughs) Not a thing.
1: I also just enjoyed the fact that I was like comfortable and I think I Mm. sounded like myself and I wasn't, um, you know, I've had sets in the past where I'm very nervous and I kind of like can't even think straight and I'm not even really present. This time I was like very present and um, it was fine. This is all very helpful. (laughs) Uh, That's it for me, thanks. Obviously I have sort of like comedic instincts and I can make people laugh, but for some reason those instincts are not finding their way into my written material. Like I'm using the wrong part of my brain or something when I'm actually Mm. sitting down to prepare things.
2: But Cameron, you are so much more well-equipped than you realize. Can't you see that? Like, you may not have noticed it because you were too busy beating yourself up, but you were doing exactly the same things that you saw back in week one when you went to that comedy show. You were ripping. You're making the audience laugh. You're, like, calling yourself out on your own jokes. You were literally succeeding.
0: I totally agree, but I do have a question that I think is important because— The point of going on this whole journey for you, Cam, if I Mm -hmm. understand correctly, was do I still want to do this? Do I have Mm. it in me to do this? And did going through this two-week process make you feel like I need to go out here and do this more? Did it make you feel like that was a great part of the past, but maybe I want to pivot into something else? Did it help illuminate anything for you inside yourself about where you want to go?
1: So like after my set, instead of like, Ooh, I don't have to do that again for a long time, I was thinking like, ah, I do want to do that again soon and I want to do it better. It it did make me feel reassured that I do have comedy instincts and I like performing and it's really fun. I'm realistic about things that still need improvement, but I am more optimistic. <laughs> yeah.
2: But honestly, Cam, you really went above and beyond. Seriously. Cameron, you did
0: so Well, you hit it so out of the park with everything you put into yourself over the past two weeks that we just wanted to end things on a very special note for you. And so we got you this present. Can we play it for you?
1: Sure.
4: Hello, Cameron Drews. Uh, Maria Banford here. I understand uh, that you're feeling insecure uh, or having a hard time Uh, getting back to stand up. Oh, yeah. Listen. You, you just, you've got to get out there. You're a flower and you need to bloom. Uh, <laughs> did you realize that it's spring, almost summer? You can't control yourself. Um, and how do you, okay, I'm just saying, if you are insecure, don't feel like you're funny, then how do you know that you're not funny? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you know? I wouldn't trust you to know that you're not <laughs> funny. And it better to keep doing stand-up. Is I'm, it just seems like um, you're not trustworthy at all. Um, I don't trust myself, that's why I have to keep doing it. Um, I, I hope you're well. Um, of course, if you don't enjoy it, you don't have to do it. That is also uh, one of the boons of stand-up is that it it can stop. Um, I like to tell myself that every day. There's so many choices. There's a million things to do. Have you tried coloring uh, in books?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. that was That was amazing.
0: Cam, you caught who that was, right?
1: Of course. It's Maria Bamford. Her voice is unmistakable. I knew exactly who that was.
0: Yes, the one and only Maria Bamford. Oh my gosh, your idol, and um, and and we and love hours. her too. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's so nice. Thank you. Thank you both so much. I feel like better about myself afterwards.
2: <laughs> like no. I do. So, like you're cool. so capable. It's crazy, and I think you see it a smidge more. Yeah, I think I
1: almost. Believe you when you say that now instead of not believing you at all.
0: Oh, <laughs> yes. Yay. I consider that
2: progress. It definitely
0: okay. is. It definitely is. Yeah.
4: Yay.
2: I am so proud of Cameron for making it to this point. I found myself in slumps before, and it can be so scary and overwhelming to get back on stage after it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And while he's still working on loving his writing, Learning to embrace his very good comedic instincts and feeling that comfort and confidence come back when he's on stage, like... It is great to see that he's taking these steps so seriously and really taking himself and his work seriously when he's putting himself back out there.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to hear how his next open mic goes. Mm -hmm. We're going to totally have to show up at that (gasps) open mic. Yes, sneak attack. Yes, yes. Let's totally do it. Watch out, Cameron. We are going to cheer for you when you're on stage. We're never going to stop cheering for you. You're going to have to deal with us holding up giant signs that are your face face. And the face will be five by five feet.
2: Yeah. And we're going to have t-shirts made too. Yes. All of that.
0: And that's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer, editor, writer, mastermind, booker, everything. Our everything is Lindsay Cradwell. Our show was mixed by Casey Holford, who also composed our
2: theme music. Jeez, he's talented. We just love the cheering in that song so true. Our editor is John Delore, Daisy Rosario is executive producer, and Chris Bannon is chief content officer. And thanks also to Nora Ritchie, who helped us a lot with this project.
0: While we're thanking people, special thanks to Maria Bamford for sending Cameron that voice memo. She'll be filming her next comedy special in Burbank on August 17th, so watch out for that coming soon from Comedy Dynamics.
2: Oh, and speaking of live shows, did you know that Kristen and I are performing at the Bell House in Brooklyn on September 6th? We would love to see you there. We're going to celebrate this show. We're going to celebrate Kristen's book. We're going to celebrate everything. You can get tickets through the link in our show notes. Please stay in touch. Do you
0: have a predicament you need help with or do you have any good jokes? Let us know.
2: Our email address is we love you pod at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at Jalenta G at Kristen Meinser, or at we love you pod. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 601-568-3171. That's 601-LOVE-171. So
4: cute.
0: Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, Tell a friend about We Love You and So Can You. Tell your mom about We Love You and So Can You. Tell your girlfriend. Tell your lover. Yes! Tell your other comedy-loving friends. Until next time, I'm Jalanta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye! And don't forget We Love You. And So Can you. You.
3: Stitcher.